This is the Right Guys Podcast. It's Wednesday, and we got two right thumbs hitchhiking down the road of democracy. And now your host, Max McGuire and Josh Hammer. I didn't hate that one. Hey, you know, I came up with that one. We hated all the others. No, 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 no. No, right. No. When, when you started with the two right thumbs of democracy, I didn't know where you were going with that. I didn't hate that. I didn't know either. <laughs> that was the problem. I didn't know either. It might be time for us to settle on one. <laughs> it may be, but you know, you never know what you're going to get. I mean, I, we yeah. really we do it for the the listeners. So yeah, those of you yeah. tuning in, hi, welcome to another one. Oh <laughs> uh, well, today's a good yeah. day. Yeah, Kevin McCarthy no longer is the Speaker of the House. Removed yesterday, eight Republicans joined by yeah. Democrats. Mm-hmm voted to remove him as speaker of the house it's amazing when you look at the the media the media says gop removes speaker of the house Mm -hmm. when in reality it was only eight republicans it was almost all democrats so to see democrats out there saying oh the republicans are in disarray republicans yeah on the one hand mccarthy didn't have the votes to survive on the other hand it was majority democrats that voted to oust him I was shocked. Yeah, 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 I yeah, thought well, yeah. I thought that they'd want to keep him because as as much as he isn't a Democrat, he's far from a conservative in terms to actually governing. Um, yeah. I mean, I, listen, I, I like Kevin McCarthy more than a lot of these people, more than the John Boehners and the Paul Ryans of the world. Mm. Um, I thought that he was a little bit further right than them. Okay. But what we've seen the last, what, two years – He's not willing to. He wasn't willing to stand up for anything, no. right? At the end of the day, when when push came to shove, the Democrats got what they wanted, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Look, Max, this guy was a guy that had to politic his way into getting the gavel, mm-hmm. fifteen votes. I mean, how many deals were made to get that done? Those eight that didn't want him, five of those voted no. So yeah. a little bit of revenge, right, on that side. And he just, nobody wanted him there in the first place, I think, right? I, I think on both sides, Democrats, they're lockstep. They don't care. They just want uh, the GOP to look bad. They got it. Yeah. They got their headlines, right? They got their headlines. Perfect, 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 perfect for them. And and now you've got um, somebody who might be willing to step into the position that hardlines so they can create a new, you know, new set of headlines, right? Yeah. Now, now they're going so hard to the right here that uh, for what's going on. There, there's so much politicking going on here, and it. I mean, who do you think it's going to be? I mean, who who's? Well, I have a short a list. One. Yeah, you have a short list. Before we get to the short list, I yeah, saw yeah, this yeah. video, yeah. and it, and it just perfectly, in, in my opinion, encapsulated um, my feelings after Kevin McCarthy was removed. Is it okay if I just share it real quick? Yeah, go for it, man. That's uh, kind of a screen. surprise. I don't like it when you do these things. Like, well, well, <laughs> you got I, me it, once last week, and now you got this one. Let's see what happens. Oh, this will be fun. I don't know what happened to it. Where'd oh, it go? It's, it's there. It's there. It's loading. It's loading. It's loading. Yeah. See? Oh. <laughs> They're dead. Air. Wait for it. Here comes a. Mm. You haven't Dude's you've never seen that meme flow, before? Dude's you've never seen that? Flow. No. You, oh, oh this guy's flow. all this guy's all over TikTok. It gets made for all different situations. Yeah. I liked it because uh it, it really if I had those moves, I'd be danced out in front of the Capitol. Be careful though. You could try it. You, you might find it. your way into the DC gulag if you get too close to the Capitol dancing. Yeah. Can't yeah, have people exercising the their First Amendment rights. In the people's no. house. No, no, no. I, I thought it was going to be a different video altogether. I mean, wow. <laughs> it kind of grabs you on <laughs> Wednesday when you get to see some flow. No, that's not me. All right. Well, I, why, don't we, why don't we go back and forth? I, okay, I have some idea. ideas for who okay. should be Speaker of the House. You have some ideas for who should be Speaker of the House. Yeah. Why don't we go back and forth and, um, and talk about some of these? Because I, okay. I, I think there's a, there's a couple that are the obvious choices. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple pie in the sky, and there's a few that I think would just be incredibly humorous if they actually did it. Um, and just as a reminder to everyone, there is no requirement that the Speaker of the House be a member of Congress. The Speaker of the House can be any American. Um, so just, it can be anyone. 
<laughs> anyway, ready for that? I mean, right? that'd be pretty yeah. awesome, right? Yeah. I mean. Well, people people think it has to come from Ooh. a member of Congress. It doesn't. No. Um, no. So it was designed that way so that if the Congress wanted to have a non-congressman speaker, they could. And given how just disjointed everything is, given how distrusting I am, at least personally, uh, towards members of Congress on the GOP and the Democrats, I think that the American people would be best served, truly best served, if a non-politician, a non-congressman filled this role. Because uh, otherwise you're going to be house. like an answer. Yeah. Have, have an oral person in the people's house, you know, yeah. <laughs> but no one would ever, I mean, they can't even agree of what, you know, what decorum should be in, in, inside the Senate chambers, let alone anything else. Right. Oh, but, Mandy yeah, just yeah. said in the YouTube comments that she felt the same, I guess, yeah. referring to that fabulous dancer. Yeah, no, that's why, that's why I had to share it. Cause it's, uh, yeah, don't even try and <laughs> you can't do it. I can't do it. Let's no. just be honest. Oh, I'm trying. No, no flow. Not enough flow. No, I'm no. trying. Okay. Actually, I got nothing. So who do you have? We were both worried we might have like the same person for a moment. I know. We were talking. I, know. I was like, don't you take my guy. <laughs> don't you take my guy. Um, it was funny. I mean, I picked some funny ones. I picked some real ones too, just because, you know, you know, well, you know. Well, let's go through our list. Okay. So my first name is Adam Johnson, the man who carried Bravo. Nancy Pelosi's lectern out of the building. Bravo. I think if anyone should be Speaker of the House, given mm-hmm. how... Mm-hmm. Everything has gone to shit, if we're being completely honest. Yeah. Um, I think if we're going to choose anyone, it should be the man who, the first time he stepped in the building, <laughs> took the lecture <laughs> away from Nancy Pelosi. Oh, right? I love that one. Right? Like, this is a man. And he posed for a photo. I'm looking yeah. at this. This is perfect. This, this is a man who had one chance to do anything he wanted, basically, in the uh-huh. Capitol building. And he chose to make it so Nancy Pelosi couldn't do whatever she wanted. Wow. I think it's fantastic. I vote for Adam Johnson, lectern guy. He has my vote. Um, I, I, I think he would be perfect. I, I don't think I can compete with that now. Just imagine the C-SPAN footage of him walking in with a lectern. Right. Maybe give I him think like it'd a be small perfect. one that he could yeah. just sit on the, the thing as he, on the lectern right before he yeah. talks. It's a comeback story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'd love to VO that opening, right? Born in yeah. Well, that was my first. Why, why don't we go to? Why, why don't you share your screen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think I have to remove mine. I think I, this one here uh, hit me right before we went to the air, and I was like, "Yeah, that guy might actually do it." That's Jim Caviezel. Oh yeah, great actor. Uh, he he was, he was in a. And the name of the new movie escapes me. The yeah, Sound yeah, of Freedom. Yeah, Sound of Freedom. Right. Sound of Freedom. He's in that role. I mean, he was in Passion of the Christ. He, he's been a method actor, totally removed from Hollywood because he, he's kind of that counterculture. He's a religious person. Yeah. And I think that he could be one person that a lot of people could get behind and say, you know what? He would make a good speaker of the house. This is interesting because usually I don't want Hollywood actors to have anything to do with the levers of power because right. they all try and impose their beliefs on us. Right? That's part of being in Hollywood. This is interesting because... The more I think about it, all the politicians are acting anyway. They're bullshitting us anyway. They're lying to our faces anyway. So at least in this situation, I think you get someone who'd be far more likely to be honest Mm -hmm. because Mm. he has to act in his day job, comes here, moonlights as Speaker of the House. I think he'd probably want to be more honest than not. That'd be a tie-breaking vote, man. Yeah. On a lot of stuff. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. All right, oh, let me get my screen off of there. All right, you're removed. Oh, 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 I'm oh. removed. There we go, there we go, there we go. All right, this next person, I think I think you and I could get behind him. Um, Josh, what is the number one issue coming out of 2020 that still hasn't really been dealt with? COVID? No, the election. Oh, that's right. And I think right. if we're going to move forward as a country, mm-hmm. we really need an election integrity expert. So my vote is behind Joel. I, 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 listen, in terms of let's burn the place down. Listen, I, I, I'm all for it. <laughs> let's see what happens. It would be a. Um, you you be didn't a, see you didn't see this choice coming. I didn't see this one coming. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to have to make comment on this one. What I would say is that it would be the greatest TV we had watched in C-SPAN. You know, like since it's been out, yeah, I would say that it would it would be exciting. 
it would be interesting and jaw dropping. That's my they burn it all down. That's my burn it all burn down. It. <laughs> all right. Well, this next one, this one really, I, I thought about somebody who, you know, is at least really good at um, getting groups working together. Um, really trying to bring, bring order to the world. And I was thinking Cobra commander. Oh, so we're just going with made up people now. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Is this guy made up? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I made that. So I was thinking. Uh, I, I choose Captain America. Like, come on. That was next. Oh, that's your next choice? It was. But actually, I was I was going to put uh, good old Jimmy Jordan up there. But I had that in the back pocket. Let's just, Wait, let's just, let's just do like Jesus. Let's just do Jesus. Can we? <laughs> we'll vote him. <laughs> no, ooh, I'm, I want to switch that one out. But, you know, I, Jim Jordan. Right. Let me let me actually put that one up there. He's he's the flavor right now that everybody. Yeah, wants. I think it's got to be him. He's got. Um, I think he's got enough of the chops. I've got him I'll, to I'll get this through. Do you? Do you? Okay. Yeah. Because he he's kind of. He, part of me thinks that he can be kind of hardline, especially on the GOP side. But maybe some of that hardlining is what they need. What, what you need is a house that's not divided, right? And he's the one that hopefully could bring some of those larger groups together. Yeah. Are you furiously telling me that Cobra Commander doesn't count? Because if that comes up in my little <laughs> message down here, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was Ma Mandy. I saw. Mandy I saw in the YouTube screen. comment section says yeah. no, no joke. I said, don't worry, it's just a joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, oh I, I think Jim Jordan's probably going to get it. I think if you need someone who is going yeah. to be able to straddle the fence and have one foot in the conservative camp, one camp, one foot in the moderate right of center, even left of center camp. I think Jim Jordan has positioned himself really well. Now, personally, I don't like some of the steps he's taken. I, I, I don't like when someone who's otherwise one of my heroes in Congress, you see him start getting more moderate. Um, yeah. But he, it was very clear he had to do that to get the position in the hierarchy that he, that he wanted to get. Um, I don't think he's a lost cause. Like when I see him out there supporting McCarthy, I don't think that he has completely abandoned where he came from right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um same with like marjorie taylor green you look at marjorie taylor green she did a lot of things to get favor from kevin mccarthy now in fairness probably wasn't worth it when all is said and done probably but, wasn't yeah. worth doing right. it but she felt that that was what she needed to do to get in a position in the republican caucus where she actually get things done sure. right um which is fair i mean we see a lot of congressmen and senators who spend their the entirety of their time in Congress not really doing anything, just talking and, and and advancing narratives. Obviously, they're representing their constituents, right? But they never really introduce legislation, never work on amendments, never have any power in committee processes. Um, that, that kind of behind-the-scenes stuff isn't particularly sexy, but it's important if you actually want to get the work done, oh. um, which is why I've always liked Matt Gates because not only is he out, out in front doing – uh, talk show interviews, right? Putting out sound bites, but he's also he has also played a huge role in committees. Um, mm -hmm. That's why I like Jim Jordan, because while the committees that he was involved in didn't always get the results that we wanted, mm -hmm. um, I trust him as someone who uh, understands the importance of investigations mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and getting to the bottom of things. Mm -hmm. So I, I think Jim Jordan is it's probably going to be him. Uh, and he said, I believe he said he's running. Yeah, I, I think his hat's in the ring. Uh, the other thing is, is that if something were to happen, sorry, all good. If something were to happen, God forbid, to the president or vice president, this is the, the next person in line for the presidency. Yeah. Do you see him being president? And the answer is, I do. Yeah. Right? I see him acting presidential. I see him acting as a president, and making hard choices. And I would trust that's, him that, that's to make those choices. I would too. I, I, I it, he's he's been a real stalwart for a long time for conservative causes and the united states you know i think he would make the best choices for the people now he isn't perfect again he isn't perfect no no I, but, he, but the old rule the ronald reagan rule i follow it if you if you agree with someone 80 percent of the time they're 80 percent your ally not 20 percent your enemy mm -hmm. now it's up to all of us to decide where we think that divider should be but i don't think jim jordan is anywhere near the 50 50 mark um, he is far mm. more conservative than he is establishment, in my opinion. In my opinion. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Um, but listen, the longer someone's in Washington, 
the more comfortable they get and the more they start drifting towards that establishment. Um, so I don't know. The long, I, I trust him right now. And uh, he didn't want to run last time. I think he's seen the chaos that just ensued. And I think he recognizes that um, it, it should be him. And frankly, I like the idea of having someone in the speakership who just a short while ago vehemently didn't want it. Like, I like the idea of reluctant leadership because those people are far less likely to be corrupted, far less likely to abuse their power if they really don't want to get into it. The least trustworthy of all the people are these politicians who have been groomed for decades to be in this position, right? Like Kevin McCarthy. How long have we heard Kevin McCarthy what's going to be the next speaker? Mm -hmm. How long do you think he's heard that? Right? Steve Scalise. I like Steve Scalise on a lot of things, but you hear the same thing about him. Oh, he's the next, he's the next majority leader. Like, oh, it's going to be him. You know what I mean? So it, I'm very hesitant to support people who the very politicians who I oppose, right? The establishment types I oppose. I don't support the nominees that the establishment has been pushing for years. Right. I, I can't get behind that. It's funny because I had Scalise. Um, I had it queued up. And, no, I like him. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. Right? Well, I, he, yeah, he yeah, yeah. Shot. I, he got shot sure. for his constituents. And that's what I was going to say is that, you know, he, he took a bullet. a bullet for the cause. Yeah. Right. Uh, the, as you're mentioning that, yeah, he's made some deals, but is he this could be the next speaker of the house. So if he's there, I mean, this is the person we're going to rely on. Do I, do I think he has it? I know. I mean, I'm how not many against votes him. do you think it's going to take this time? You know like, what I mean? I'm, if it's 15 for McCarthy, how many is it going to take this time? I'm not against the idea of Steve, Steve Scalise. Like I'm not like, I haven't heard so much that I'm like, absolutely not. Kevin yeah. McCarthy. I was an absolutely not Paul Ryan. I was an absolutely not John Boehner. I was an absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. So I, I mean, I'm not absolutely not, but he wouldn't be my first at all. Yeah. I, he wouldn't be my first choice. But it, right now it's just him and Jim Jordan. So at the end yeah. of the day, it's gonna, what's going to become, it's going to be a race to see one of two things. Which one of them drops out first mm -hmm. and which one of them potentially gets Democrat votes. Because if you're a Democrat, yeah. I mean, just imagine this. You're a Democrat and it's Jim Jordan or Steve Scalise. And imagine a world where they're polling even. As a Democrat, which would you rather have as the speaker? Scalise. Scalise. All the way. Scalise, right? And and that troubles me. I, I would like there to be two options that no Democrat could ever fathom supporting. But I don't think it's it's uh, controversial to say whatsoever that the average Democrat would prefer Steve Scalise over Jim Jordan. I, I think that's really fair. Um, but it's up to them. So it's going to be which one of them drops out first? And which one of them can potentially get Republican support? Because as of right now, if it's just Republicans voting, I don't see how first ballot there's a winner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't and think Steve Scalise has those eight. And I wonder if they've probably already, I've got to imagine they've been talking already. Yeah. I mean, who's going to be the first to throw the support behind the other? Um, I think this comes down to a gentleman's handshake behind closed doors to see who it is, since I really feel like they're the two front runners. And one's gonna have to throw the support behind the other because right now you've got a group like your whole party looks like it's 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 a mess, right? As my yeah. wife would love to say, it's a hot mess, and it's true. It's an East Coaster thing, from what I hear. Here, here's, it's, it's a hot, hot mess. mess. It, it's it's, it's mess. a hot mess. But you know what? A little bit of this is healthy. A little bit of chaos is healthy. And let's be completely honest. Sure, um, Kevin McCarthy is the first Speaker of the House to be removed. But he is not the first Republican Speaker of the House who should have been removed. Like, John Boehner should have been removed. Paul Ryan should have been removed. The mm. difference is, in order to get the majority vote, in order to become Speaker, uh, Kevin McCarthy had to make deals like you're just talking about with those handshake deals. And one of those handshake deals was he had to allow, he had to lower the threshold necessary to basically uh, call for the Speaker's head. To, to initiate what essentially is a no confidence vote. 
a motion to vacate the chair. Mm. Previously, Nancy Pelosi, when she came in, she made it nigh impossible to vacate the chair. Well, that means you have the Speaker of the House in power for two years, no matter what, right? John, uh, Paul Ryan didn't make it as difficult, but he made it more difficult. Like the Freedom Caucus couldn't have gathered together and removed Paul Ryan. You need a little bit more than that. And John Boehner, same deal. So they all made, like, but like John Boehner, Paul Ryan made the same kind of deals that Kevin McCarthy made. And the biggest deal was that they promised not to push through spending legislation with majority Democrat support. And that that falls back to an old rule called the Hastert rule. And that's the idea that if you're in the majority, bills shouldn't pass unless they have support from the majority of the majority. Like, what's the point of having a Republican Speaker of the House if the only reason the bill passes is because every Democrat votes for it, right? You know what I mean? Like, like that's yeah, the yeah. logic behind that. So John Boehner made that promise. He broke it when it came to spending bills. Uh, Paul Ryan made that promise. He broke it when it came to spending bills. Now you have Kevin McCarthy make the same promise. And whether or not he broke it or not, technically in terms of majority, majority, he just pushed through that spending bill. And he only got through because of the Democrats. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, he's the first Speaker of the House to be removed from power. Fine. Other ones should have. And the only reason that they weren't is that conservatives in Congress didn't have the leverage to enforce the promises that they made. Like, I'm still waiting for the John Boehner promise that if the court struck down DACA, the dreamer, Obama's dreamer amnesty, John Boehner said, if the appeals court strikes it down, we will strike it down in Congress. Well, it, it just got struck down this past month. And notice not a single Republican is actually enforcing that promise. In fact, the establishment wants to make it law now. Mm-hmm. So I'm tired of the, of the broken promises. I'm tired of the bullshit promises. And if this is what it takes to enter an era where we actually start enforcing the promises and taking scalps when people violate and break those promises, I'm all for it. How many years have Republicans just pissed away their power to appease the other side? Yeah. Especially in the House. And they were up against a debt ceiling that was pivotal, right? Because you're talking about the largest deficit ever, highest inflation ever. It was time to start cutting back. Our politicians know that this is not attainable. We cannot spend 30 trillion. What's it going to be in another year? You know, $40 trillion, $60 trillion, $70 trillion. I mean, is there no number they're willing to put on the credit card? You know what I mean? And it yeah. it can't change until legislation can, can be passed that can make its way through it. And the Speaker of the House has to be strong with their caucus to make that happen. They just do, right? You've got yeah. to, if you've got the majority, you use it. You just don't go to the other side and play nice softball with them. You know, it's, so it's always about yeah. work with the other side, work with the other side. Use your majority. That's yeah. the reason we vote for you. Use your power. Yeah. Well, did you see what Joe Biden said? I, I didn't pull the clip because I don't want to listen to him. But what Joe Biden said is he's concerned that Kevin McCarthy is out because he's worried that might put Ukraine funding at risk. Well, every Democrat just voted to remove him. So they obviously don't care about it that much. Yeah. But it, it, I found it interesting because I, it's not correct to say that McCarthy and the establishment accomplished nothing with their majority. They got what they wanted. The problem is they didn't actually want border security. They didn't actually want to stop the drugs from pouring in, right? They didn't actually want to do any of the conservative planks of the party platform. They wanted Ukraine funding, right? They, they wanted the Ukraine funding to get pushed through. And this is the, the age-old story, right? It might not have been Ukraine funding, but before... You look at Boehner or Ryan or even McCarthy year one, the priorities were, oh, we need defense spending. Well, that's all Ukraine funding is. We're not actually giving giving Ukraine money. We're giving them a little bit of money. Most of what we're giving them is material, weapons, weapon systems, um, equipment. And we say, oh, don't worry. It's all old gear that we don't need anymore. Well, what do you think happens if we give them every single artillery shell that we have? Well, we have to build more artillery well, shells. Right. Or we so run out. Who, yeah. So who benefits from that? Oh, the same defense contractors that were prioritized the last time we were in a spending battle. 
right? So they care about the same people every time. Oh, we have increased defense spending, increased defense spending. And that is the old fear, right? The, the military-industrial complex that Eisenhower wor- warned us about on his way out the door. You can see it right in front of you. This, this is it. The, these people don't love Ukraine. They love the defense contractors and the lobbyists who take them to fancy dinners and on nice vacations. That's who they support. Mm-hmm. And they do it every year. This year it just happens to be under the banner of Ukraine. It's dirty. It feels scuzzy. And, and many years ago, uh, you would have been a conspiracy theorist, right? I mean, it, that's what they would label you as. But they're there. They're the ones getting the money. It's not like they're hiding it anymore. Yeah. This isn't like this is backdoor deal. I mean, it's what leads. Well, when are we finally going to have a leader that's like, why don't we just put the money back and pick something in the U.S., right? Roads, bridges, infrastructure, water, electricity, you know, a, a hardened grid. Yeah. Stuff like that. We have oh, no, we have to harden. We have to harden Ukraine's grid. If it's so important there, why aren't we doing it here, Max? Listen, well, you know, one of the one of the things that pushed me out the door out of conservative daily was disagreements with Joe over Ukraine issues. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I still believe that Russia has no business invading Ukraine. Sure. None. Because Russia does this every couple of years. They look at their neighbor and they yeah. say, oh, we don't think you should be an independent country anymore. We think you should be Russia. And the people in that country who like Russia say, yes, we agree. And then they have a bullshit poll. And then Russia says, oh, look, they all voted to join us. Mm-hmm. And that's it, right? So it's at Russia, some man. point, at some point, you have to stop that. That, that can't just be the way international uh, diplomacy, <laughs> international relations works. You can't. Like, yeah. honestly, did we, did we win the Cold War if Russia's allowed to do this? The answer's no. Woo, right? No, right. But, yeah. but seriously, the answer's no. Yeah. No one denies that Putin's trying to rebuild the, the Soviet Union of States. No one's denying it. Mm-hmm. So I don't support that at all. I absolutely have always supported Ukraine's ability to defend themselves. But let's call a spade a spade. They are writing checks that they have no intention of ever cashing. They have no intention of ever cashing. I, me- I mentioned the artillery shells. Ukraine is, is shooting off somewhere around 6,000 artillery shells every single day. Do you know that? That's a lot of ordnance. That's a lot of tonnage. That's a lot of ordnance. That's a lot of tonnage. Josh, how many artillery shells do you think the United States can produce in a month? Oh, only a couple hundred thousand, maybe. Million? No, no. It's less no, than that? Less than that. <laughs> Seriously? Like, I felt, yeah. I, like, if I was president, I'd be like, can we make 100,000 of these a day? You Look know, at this way. Of, okay. All of Europe combined can only produce 200,000 a year. Oh my God. I know that this is a, this is a difficult process, right? Yeah, yeah. You're Building an artillery shell. We're not, we're not talking yeah. about going in your garage and reloading ammunition on ammunition press. The, we're talking about pounds of explosives. It's, it's not something it's very easy to do. Hard to source. And very, very regulated too. Yeah. So if the entire EU can only produce 200 some odd thousand. How many do you think we can produce in a month? Um, 45,000. I'm like, it's a little bit more. The the numbers I've seen, it's between 20 and 30,000 in a month. That wouldn't keep up with demand. We'd be in a negative in no time at 6,000 rounds a day. I mean, where are they getting all those rounds from? So the U.S. can manufacture 28,000 shells a month. So I was right, between twenty and thirty thousand. I'm sorry, the United States. The United States can produce yeah, that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ukraine is firing them off six thousand a day. They say they need to shoot ten thousand shells a day to win the war. We've already given them two million artillery shells. It's going to take twenty. They're years. gone. They're gone. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> we are building up our own capacity just to give it to them. But right now, as it stands right now, they are firing more artillery shells in a five-day period than we can generate in 30 days. This is an everyday war. Yes. So Everyday war. Be, realistically, 
Realistically, if you have no artillery shells and you have no capacity to build your own artillery shells, you should not be waging a war based on the ability to fire artillery shells. Especially not firing 6,000 a day. 6,000 a day? That's they, they're just... literally writing checks they have no intention of ever cashing. And then Zelensky comes here in his little hobo suit, whatever it is, um, his, his little fatigues, and he says, please, little Oliver Twist, please, sir, can I have some more? 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 Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's, and, and then we play this game over and over and over again. Yeah. But, like, this isn't actually helping Ukraine. We are literally pissing this money away. We send them these artillery shells. They're literally just blowing it up. What if we need two million artillery shells? Uh, I... If we if we have to give them money, how about we take the machinery and give it to them and say, okay, make your own artillery shells. Figure it out. Good luck. Or a lend-lease program like the British had. Now, we never really called Whoa. back most of that. <laughs> right? Yeah. We never really called back most of it. But a lot of the weapons did come back to us. And they went to, like, the CMP and people bought them. Yeah. Um, we didn't really call back a lot of the debt because, like, hey, you're our friend. Yeah, right? we don't want it. We don't want to destroy you, so we kind of waved off a lot of it. it. Did take a lot of the guns and tanks and things back. Why aren't we doing that with Ukraine? But where are these weapons going once they get into the field and enter in? But like, like if we're gonna give, we're, we're literally giving them that we're giving them the store, and there is no expectation of anything. In There's return. no no no. You owe us interest. Like at least like give them credit. George W. Bush and Donald Rumsfeld didn't hide the fact that they were going into Iraq for oil. I, I, they, they didn't really hide that. Sure, it's all of the weapons of mass destruction. We knew why Iraq was a geopolitical, like, like a country that needed some calm. It, it, they needed some freedom, Josh. And we knew why. It was, because, it was because of that, of that black gold oil. under the ground, right? Yeah, yeah. Black blood of the economy. And the Bush administration got nothing but heat from the liberals. Oh, you just want the oil. You just want the oil. Well, we're doing the same thing Thank now. You. Thank goodness no American lives, other than the ones who are stupid enough to go over there. But we're not even, we don't even want the minerals. We're not getting <laughs> we're not, We don't even want their mineral rights. Call me old-fashioned. But if we're going to go into debt, trillions into debt, uh, something. Get, let's get something. Nothing puts you in a debt faster than a war and really bad politicians. I mean, yeah. it's a perfect combination for spending away everything that you've ever had. I know. Like in a business, it'd be like, there's no ROI on this, Max. No. <laughs> there's well, no ROI on this. There's nothing. We're, I, we're, can, I can understand the argument that if you see the trajectory, you can you can read the room. You see that this isn't going to be the last time Russia does this, right? No. So I, I can understand the like poli-sci argument that if we can throw Russia's army into the meat grinder in Ukraine, then Russia is going to be less able to do this again, right? If we make this yeah. into their modern-day Afghanistan, 21st century Afghanistan for them, and make it so expensive in terms of cost but also lives, they, they'll stop, right? I mean, I, I, can, I can understand that rationale, but I'm sorry we can't give away our future generations financial like future like the ability to to exist because we want to kill a bunch of russian soldiers who are being thrown onto the battlefield against their will right i mean like it, it yeah. I, I, if you take the human element out of it i can understand if this is a game of risk josh and me and yeah. you are playing yeah. risk all day long i try and trap your army in uh in eastern ukraine and sure. just bomb the hell out of it Right? Take the humans out of it. It makes complete sense, right? But when you bring in the financial aspect of how much money we're giving them, and this isn't our money. We're paying interest on this money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To the tunes of trillions of dollars. I mean, when you have that many zeros, interest interest collects fast. I mean, it's going to take 20 generations to pay this back. And more terrifying, yeah. our it, rate of borrowing money is now rising far faster than our gdp why don't we just stop 
cut spending, you know, let the default happen and then force a negotiation. That's what I would do. Yeah, that, that was the Trump thing. Um, I think that was this last play. I think it was they, they wanted to force a default. It, just, it, worked, have, it, it, it works in Atlantic City Casino. It doesn't work. <laughs> it's the whole country. Well, I mean, no, they could. It's, it's possible. It, it's the only way you'll get the other side of the negotiating table. It has to come to default, and you have to make them look like they're the ones that didn't want to like, go for okay, it. And you just we, hammer that, that forever. Well, let's, let's talk about this. We mm-hmm. let's, let's imagine we default okay. as a country. Okay. Our creditors who... Predominantly us. Uh, <laughs> most of the debt is held by us. Um, creditors get pennies on the dollar. Mm-hmm. And then day one of absolving that debt, where does our where does the money come from? Who lends? Uh, who lends who, the United States on day one after every creditor just got shafted? Shafted. Uh, nobody does, really. I mean, it, no one. No one, right? It, it, so what? That, that that's happen. the chaos. That's the chaos. I don't yeah. want to say that. That's like you. You think about like everyone's saying, "Oh man, they're going to do the emergency test on the phone, and we're all going to turn into zombies." We're not zombies. That test was annoying. I got three of them. Two of them in Spanish. Um, did you get them today? I got one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, oh no, they sent me three. A yeah. little excessive. Um, but you want to talk about real like collapse? The yeah, United oh, States yeah. does not generate income fast enough and frequently enough to pay its bills yeah like like for all of the of all the problems that i have with with the spending out of control they're putting it on the credit card because they don't have the cash on hand right now now a, a really a smart way to do it would be to pay off the credit card they're doing it with no intention of ever paying off the credit card now mm-hmm. it would be very chaotic um it, it, think, it, it, it probably is going to have to happen eventually. Um, but the alternative is to have a continuing resolution for the next forever. I mean, yeah. it's just one forever this way. So, I mean, it goes up to 100 million, which it will happen by default down the road. It either happens then or now. It's inevitable. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just all. Do we want it during our lifetimes? I, maybe because that way we can be the ones that actually fix it. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, no, it, it's going to, it's unavoidable. We're not going to pay this money off. I think we, no. we know that. So um, what does it look like when they're, they're, they have to negotiate this? The next day, suddenly, everyone will have to start negotiating something. They, they will yeah. have to start slashing budgets. They will, yeah. they will have to get rid of things. Now, that, the unintended consequences, imagine all those people that are going to be put out of work if you're a government employee. And well, they're going to they're gonna slash art first. They're going to slash everything. <sighs> low hanging. After, after World War II, the industrial might of the United States, we could have done something like this. And probably would have been fine because if we weren't producing the world's goods they didn't get them right Mm -hmm. now we're at the point where the united states is predominantly a consumer economy Mm -hmm. like we can't make it here well you can but it's just not predominantly what we do um it's it's i don't know it's just scary we can make it but we just don't have it set up right we would have to it would be a long lag until it got built up so we were doing it home it would take time but we're flip, flip side of that, just for that flip, yeah flip side of that is if we were unable to consume then the producers all around the world would lose money too right oh, they, so would, they have an interest like a worldwide in catastrophe us, yeah. they have an interest in keeping us alive and keeping us fat absolutely um i don't know it's just we're, we're getting too far into the weeds on it but it yeah. scares <laughs> it scares it scares me yeah. and yeah. when you see that no one in power no one in power at all um did, did i play the matt gates video yet no, I want to see that. Like that one. So fun. he's talked. He talked about this yesterday, and well, first we'll do the speech, and then we'll look at Rashida Tlaib, ooing and eyeing over him. This is Matt Gates, part of his speech before the House, um, talking about how they are literally giving away our uh, children and grandchildren's future. When it comes to how those raise money, I take no lecture on asking patriotic Americans to weigh in and contribute to this fight from those who would grovel and bend knee for the lobbyists and special interests who own our leadership, who have, oh, boo all you want, who have hollowed out this town and have borrowed against the future of our future generations. I'll be happy to fund my political operation through the work of hardworking Americans, 10 and 20 and $30 at a time, and you all keep showing up at the lobbyist fundraisers and see how that goes for you. I reserve. 
Wow. Listen, he's telling the truth. Say what you want. We're all thinking it. I I laughed when the news broke last week that Matt Gates was going to try and remove um, McCarthy. There was also this other story forming that McCarthy was then was going to remove Matt Gates and kick him out of Congress completely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean they they he they might still have those votes after that. You can always savage your colleagues so much before they say, okay, get this guy out of here. But he's speaking the truth. He is. And you know why everybody in the room was uncomfortable? Because it's true. true. You could see people sitting there going, yeah, "Yeah, he's right. Yeah, He funded my whole thing, some X and Y company, right? It's because it's true. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of gross. I mean, it's more than gross. It's destroying our country. But he's right. But yeah, if they want to get rid of him, they'll you really think they could? You think they got those votes so that they could make that well, happen? If they, if they, if they make, there's an ethics investigation going into um, Matt Gates right now. Remember those old claims that the FBI looked into that he was underage sex trafficking, bogus stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. I, I don't think Matt Gates does himself any favors. Um, last time I was at CPAC, he was palling around with very attractive women on on each arm. Listen. It, it, it's it's who he is. It's fine. He doesn't do himself any favors being um, that out and open with his dating life. But I will tell you though, Josh, you know I want nothing but the best for you. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate. And, and unless unless someone's one of those enemies I talked about last time that I want mediocrity, mm-hmm. I hope that everyone finds love in their life. Yeah. And I hope that at the end of the day, we all find someone who looks at them the way Rashida Tlaib looks at Matt Gates' ass. <laughs> oh, and everyone looking, everyone listening to the audio edition, Rashida Tlaib, um, the brother lover herself, looking at Matt Gates up to down, up to down, and then licking her lips side to side. Um, Josh, I hope that everyone finds love and finds someone who will look at them the way Rashida Tlaib looks at Matt Gates. I think that's that's only fair. I I'm I was hoping she was like licking off something maybe maybe she had just eaten right because that I, mean, I only do that before a sandwich uh, right. And it's like oh, and there, there's some you know everybody gives us unconscious cues, especially yeah, when there's attraction it. in there, and that was um yeah. <laughs> well, this way, the brother lovers got room for another. She seen, put, oh, did they get put, divorced? I don't think they were ever. Oh, mm, I don't Mary, know. I don't she's know. with Either someone way. else. She's with someone else now, who's very nah. obviously not her brother. Um, well, that's good. But that's the brother good. lover wants another. Wow. Put that on a t-shirt. And we, and we, if we put her face on there. We probably get we gotta start doing merch. Um, <laughs> we do. We, I want. We'll some talk t-shirt. about that. We'll talk about that. Um, well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. I don't know if Ilhan Omar is the one that, um, not Ilhan, Rashida Tlaib. Rashida oh, oh, Tlaib. oh, oh, it, it was, I was wrong. Ilhan Omar is the brother lover. I completely, I completely yeah. got those messed up. Oh, now I'm confused. Yeah. Either way, yeah. when she yeah. was like, nom, nom, it reminds yeah. me of that one guy that's something that's like, yeah. she's not the brother lover. I get them confused because they both hate America. <laughs> yeah, that was Ilhan Omar, right? That was Ilhan no, that was, Omar. That was Rashida Tlaib. Ilhan Omar is the other one. Ilhan Omar is the brother lover. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There we have it. Yeah. Oh, that's just made. Oh, people are going to say, oh, he just got them mixed up because they're Muslims. Yeah. They're going to say no. a lot of stuff about no. us anyway. I, 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 this is one of those moments where I talk faster than my brain could process. Yeah. Um, it's, it's one of my biggest problems. I don't know, man. This whole thing is a mess. I, it, I, I mean, I'm glad it happened, but it just creates way, way, way too many headlines. That, you know, that's the one the thing that bugs me. Nothing happens. I what did I send you this morning that I was doing a Google search on like the worst um, yeah. house uh, or the gavel holder yeah. in history, and it immediately just goes to what just happened, right? I mean, yeah. it's even even the algorithms that are out there are already pushing that narrative, so it's just narrative fodder the whole thing. And yeah. no matter who gets chosen, it's gonna. There's gonna be all these negative stories. I mean, I couldn't even get something straight out of NPR today. Oh, did you see that? Uh, the interim kicked old Nancy out of her. Uh, yeah. Out of her. Out of her office. Long overdue. <laughs> it, it it is kind of a dick move to do that when she's at Feinstein's uh, funeral. 
Yeah. I do think it's it's kind of scummy. Yeah. Um, but listen, she never should have been there. Like they never, she never should have been there. I see. I see what what they're they're calling her the uh, speaker emeritus. Yeah. Like I don't remember. I don't remember yeah. approving that. Like she's horrible. It, like it, like she's horrible. McCarthy let McCarthy let her stay. I mean, she had an agreement. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, you can stay in your office. But the intern walks in and he's like, "You have seventy two hours to get your shit yeah. out." We are rekeying the door. <laughs> that's like sends yeah. a message, right? That that's a that's an fu. Like that's a real yeah. fu, isn't it? I mean, that's the way I see it professionally. I mean, if you're going to get rid of the speaker of the house, well, you lose your office. I guess that was the trade off, right? Yeah, that was the trade off. But ugh. yeah, no, it's. Uh, I, I think they probably should have. She should have been kicked out a long time ago. Because um, that's a fancy ass office, right? I mean, those are really nice, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's, uh, most congressmen and senators do do not actually have offices inside the Capitol. Very few. Oh, it's like for like okay. the whips and the majority leader and the speaker of the house. Most of them have offices in the surrounding office buildings. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's very rare to get an office in the Capitol building itself. It's a privilege. Uh, it sounds like like really a privilege for yeah. Someone to be it able is. To it is. And uh, Pelosi didn't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Oh. Well, we're almost out of time. I know. Any, I, any last things you want to talk about? You know, I just wanted to really show that, you know, when you lock Nancy Pelosi out of a building, things get better. I'm sorry, I'm confused there. Her office, things get better. Um, you know, it's been a it's been a crazy week for politics. I never thought I would live to see a speaker of the house removed. You know, I just the decorum's never done it. It's never happened before. I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought of all the things, it would be almost as hard to get rid of them as it would be the president. You know what I mean? Yeah. And could you imagine we have a year where you could actually have a uh, uh, a removal of the president and the Speaker of the House? I mean, 2023 could be like the year for the weird stuff. Yeah. You know? And then Kamala yeah. Harris comes in. And it, it could change the whole political landscape from here, Max, especially as we come down to the, the election. So that's what's been stewing in my mind about the whole thing, history and what's what's going to happen because of it. Yeah, no, it's uh, uh it's 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 crazy crazy. I I I wanted to pick your brain on something because Before. as you know, we are no longer at Conservative Daily. Correct. But I got little birds that tweet 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 when things happen, and I do still follow certain people just to see if there's any anything going on. There's a little bit of a scuffle going on. I don't know if you saw this between Oltman and Joe Vaughn, Pulitzer, or old Joe Vaughn, really Jeff, Jeff, Jeffrey Filia. I get it confused because he goes by so many different names depending on whether he's in real life or on the History Channel. Um, there's a scuffle because he's accused Oltman and uh, Professor David Clements of violating mm. his patents in terms of looking at election ballots. There's this whole thing on, on whether, like, you know, we, we covered this on the show. When we yeah, were yeah, there. I remember, I whether, remember whether this. Whether a ballot is really filled in or whether it's printed or whether it's a Sharpie. Yeah. Joe Vaughn is making what, to me, is an absolutely bonkers claim that you can patent looking at a ballot under a microscope it's very strange. And I started looking into this, what he's actually claiming he patented. And he's claiming, basically trying to patent a double-sided scanner. So he filed this patent uh, in December 2021. I, I guess this is the right one. Um, uh, so this is a see-through apparatus, receives a paper document. The see-through apparatus includes a first scanning element a second scanning element and a processor coupled to the first scanning element and the second scanning element. Each of the first and second scanning elements illuminate a respective side of the paper document while the other scanning element captures an image. The processor detects kinematic artifacts on the paper document and determines that the paper document is fraudulent based on the detected kinematic artifacts. The processor Dang. also detects an alignment feature from the image capture from the first image or the second image and determines that the document is not aligned based on the detected alignment feature. Josh 
he is trying to patent a double-sided scanner yeah with a <laughs> program built in to look at it and figure out what it means and they've got beef over this yeah because they are and when the beef is what about like uh Oltman and Clements are working apparently with with different uh areas of the country on election integrity and uh-huh. <laughs> uh and they're they're doing this like saying hey I mean there's nothing controversial about saying hey let's look at the ballots sure sure um we encouraged it I just find it very strange and then the, there's a picture of I pulled this off Twitter I I believe this is the actual thing um, there's a picture of it. It's just a double-sided scanner. It like, looks like one that's already been made. Based on everything I'm seeing here, it looks like it's just a double-sided scanner. I don't know. Call me old-fashioned. Yeah. Call me old-fashioned, though. <laughs> if something is this important, I would think uh, it's very strange to me that people who say they have the same goals and intentions would want to stop other uh, precincts from inspecting ballots on a claim that they have actually patented what pretty much just amounts to a double-sided scanner, in my opinion, based on this variable information. And I'm uh, sure Jovan, a.k.a. Philly Yaw, a.k.a. eBay Sword, is probably going to um, take issue with this. I'm open to having my mind changed but i look at this and i'm just like one it's stupid like there's no way you can't patent a double-sided scanner um but two if you actually want if you actually want elections to be secure and not like taken advantage of it seems like you would want every precinct to use scanners to inspect ballots i don't know i just wanted to get your take on it because it's anytime well, anytime our old company gets dragged into yeah. uh, the Twitter algorithm, I, I pay attention right. and sure. I, I look at this. It's also kind of weird because I still own a part of those companies. So like I saw Jovan, Jovan's like demanding things about other all these other companies that have nothing to do with this. Very strange. Um, there's also apparently a controversy. Some people are alleging that Jovan uh, Pulitzer, a.k.a. Jeffrey Filiaw, cannot pass a background check because allegedly, according to these people, he has been institutionalized. He is adamantly against it. I did ask him a question on Twitter. Have you been institutionalized? Uh, Jeffrey Filiaw did not respond for comment before going to air today. Um, I just, it's so weird. It's uh... All this is so weird. I just wish I I hate that we are here three years, two and a half years after the election. And it doesn't seem like anything's been moved forward. Mm -hmm. And every time I turn around and look backwards, say, okay, how are those guys doing that we just left? They're just fighting with each other. Like if they fought against Democrats as fiercely as they fight against each other, we would have moved the ball forward. For sure. So every time I turn around, it's like, oh, no, I'm better. Oh, no, I'm better. I'm better. Meanwhile, it doesn't look like anything's actually getting accomplished. I can only imagine that when you have a patent for something, you want to own that intellectual property. And if you want that to own something, you would sell something. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I I can't get it. I I would. It's kind of like making a, you know, a vaccine for some disease that affects the whole world. Why wouldn't you want to give away the vaccine for free? Yeah. Right. I mean, that's yeah. if it ha- if it's the solution, give it away. Well, he has every right to make money when he's actually sure. invented something. Looking at this document, it. that doesn't look like an invention. That looks like someone took a double-sided scanner and is trying to patent the act of using it to detect fraudulent ballots. And the, um, whatever those squares are that they're blocking, I mean, was it just a off-the-shelf scanner? Uh, like there, there's so many questions I would have to ask. Like, know. what, what is know. this? I don't, I don't know what's going on. So I'll I'll keep I'll keep tweeting at him, and uh, maybe one day he'll answer. He, so he is it good beef? I mean, is it, is it good drama? Like for the the, the um, sphere? Is it? I don't know. I, I watch it. It's very strange. I've sent you a couple things. It's very oh, yeah, yeah, strange. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very strange. Is I'm like, you know me. I love a good legalese like 
back and forth. I, I, I live for that. I, I went on Red 1, and Pulitzer, Jovan, is like, this is how it's going to go. You've been defaming me. You're going to buy a Barrett 50 cal, and you're going to put it in um, a truss, or you're going to put it in escrow, and then I am going to go to your gun store and you're going to do a press conference in front of your gun store's logo and I'm going to undergo a background check and if I pass you must give me the Barrett 50 cal I'm just like, like that that that's what they're talking about and I'm just sitting here just eating popcorn and like this is so weird I so, mean, I'd try to get a free 50 cal too, wouldn't oh, you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Be uh, like, let's just throw in a thousand rounds. <laughs> uh, this is me. Best I can do is a 22 caliber cricket. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you, get, you get a four year old rifle. <laughs> it's, that's it. That's an interesting beef. You know, it just keeps cropping up. I, I think we just kind of use it, like you said, sit back and watch the popcorn yeah. roll. You know? I, I like getting your I like getting your opinion on this because it always makes you a little uncomfortable. It does because I'm like, how do I navigate this? <laughs> hey Josh, what do you think of this? What do you think of these people? Right. <laughs> the panic's real, man. I don't know, dude. I, it, it, I, I laugh I laugh because I, I look at it and I've said this before. Election integrity, absolutely important, right? We need to get this fixed and we need to make sure that future elections can't be manipulated can't be stolen even just on the basis that the american people deserve to have trust in elections even if you can't prove beyond a reasonable doubt that there was fraud it without a doubt now most americans don't have true trust and faith in the electoral process anymore Mm. polling shows that that sizable plurality of americans think that fraud is likely or possible we deserve a system that where that isn't the case. Like even in Africa, even in sub-Saharan Africa, they dip people's finger in iodine to make sure they can't vote twice. Yeah, like, no even there, they understand the need to restore mm-hmm. trust in the system. Um, if only for that, we need to move the ball forward on this issue and have more secure elections. Absolutely. But that can't be the only issue. There's so We, we have to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I look at that and... And uh, I see these election integrity, I call them election integrity influencers. Um, They are competing for a piece of the pie. And that pie is the total conservative audience. And the piece of the pie are the people who, all power to them, are really passionate about this issue. But the further we get from 2020, the smaller that piece of the pie becomes. Not because people are no longer interested in election integrity, but because they have to put food on the table, right? They care, they care about abortion. They care about this issue, that gun control, right? Other things in life happen. So the piece of the pie of the just election integrity audience gets smaller and smaller every single day, every single week, every single month. And as all of these people who have positioned themselves as the experts in election integrity issues, they start competing for that smaller audience. So it isn't that surprising that instead of fighting against the left, who's the one doing the stealing they're fighting against each other and that's always concerned me i think it's it's messed up and if we're going to actually move the ball forward we have to be fighting the real enemy which is the left that's that's my piece any any uh any final takes on our old colleagues well uh that whole statement when you say it like that it's like (laughs) no i'm kidding i'm kidding kidding. so the infighting the infighting, yeah. the infighting, the infighting, right? We're always so worried about what happened with the last election. We're not worried about what's happening with the next yeah. election. And the left doesn't care. If they lose an election, they, they don't try to go back and remediate it, right? They're on to the next one. Yeah. That's why they win football games. Yeah. Mark Elias, Perkins Coey, uh, lawyer who helped cover up stuff for Hillary Clinton. Last time he went around the country, filed all those lawsuits, get, got the election law changed. He just filed a lawsuit in, uh, I believe it was Wisconsin, it was either Wisconsin or Minnesota, I think Wisconsin, um, about new election integrity measures that they've implemented. They're already doing it. So we have to, we have to look forward. And if, if anyone is doing more, spending more time fighting people who apparently are, are standing side by side with them, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe they're not the, the best standard bearer for the movement. Leave it at that. 
Well, that's it for this edition. I'm getting played off like I'm at the Oscars. I, no, no, that's what I do. I mean, I didn't want to bring in the hook. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to reach through yeah. the screen right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe uh, on YouTube and Rumble. Also, the audio edition of the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Amazon Music, Audible, all these great places. Links are in that description. Please do subscribe as we try and build out the show and get more advertisers. Check out the links. We do have some ways that you can support the show, both through affiliate links and uh, if you want to donate. So feel free to check out those links again in the description. That's going to be it for this edition. My name is Max McGuire. I'm Josh Hammerly. And remember, everyone, the fight to take back the country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. See you next time. See you.